What I love about life is that it's an ongoing learning journey. After numerous personality and value tests, my number one value is the love of learning. And this show was a learning roller coaster, a humbling journey. To stay curious and teachable is where I want to strive to stay, but sometimes not easy when you've accumulated knowledge over 24 years. Alas, I've now recorded over 150 episodes of the Made to Thrive show, and still there are episodes that blow my mind and make me rethink so much of what I believe was true. This is one of those episodes. Morley Robbins, a real expert and international voice in the area of minerals, explodes so many myths about minerals like copper and iron, but does so in the spirit of healing and truth. If you ever thought you had an iron deficiency, you cannot miss this conversation. My three big takeaways from the show. Number one, a new understanding of ferritin and why iron supplementation is often the wrong approach to managing iron levels. Number two, the role of copper deficiency both in our bodies and in the soil of the earth and the devastating consequences to our health. Number three, why all disease starts with cellular energy deficiency or the suppression of mitochondria, your energy factories of your body. This show is sponsored by the Apollo device, my number one stress-busting device that uses sound waves to support your nervous system. You wear it on your wrist or your leg and it upgrades your nervous system almost 24-7. I say almost 24-7 because the only time you need to take it off is when you charge it. I use it every day and it's the best non-pharmaceutical anxiety and depression intervention I've encountered. We have an amazing deal for our community on my website, madetothrive.co.za. Send me your feedback and questions to either connect at madetothrive.co.za or on my WhatsApp direct line 064-871-0308. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review because this is so helpful. I'm your host, Steve Stavs, Africa's pro biohack and health futurist, and this is the Made to Thrive show. Hello Thrive Nation, I've got the expert on experts on iron, copper and magnesium. This is a functional medicine podcast. I love functional medicine. I've been a doctor of Chinese medicine for many years, 24 years in practice, 15 years or 16 years doing functional medicine. And there is no one who knows more about iron and copper and magnesium than Morley Robbins. Welcome to the Mate to Thrive show. Well, I'm delighted to be here, Steve. Thank you. I hope there's someone who knows more than I do, but I'll, I appreciate the introduction. Well, not as far as I know. I've heard you on so many podcasts and just been following you for a while with your root cause protocol. We'll put all the links in the show notes because I think this is going to be really beneficial to a lot of people. But Molly, I do want you to start with two relatable stories where people are now listening saying, I've got a chronic disease and it could be related. And I'm going to actually read this off your website because I think it's so well said. Uh, the root uh, cause of disease is inflammation or oxidative stress, and it's called cellular dysfunction caused by an imbalance of three key minerals, magnesium, copper, and iron. So maybe you can just talk into that with the two stories that have really transformed people's lives. Yeah. I mean, as a backdrop, just let people know that uh, according to traditional Chinese medicine, copper is the general and iron is the foot soldier. And for people to have a graphical image of what that means, picture the Battle of the Bulge without General Patton. And that's what's going on in most people's body. They don't know that they're missing the general. And two quick examples would be um, of a client named Paul. He's 87 years old. Yeah. And I'd had a couple consults with him at the end of 2022. And had two blood tests, and his, his copper was, you know, it was, it was good. It wasn't great, but it was good. And I suggested that he he might start working with the copper supplement that I've created called Recuperate. And I that is my response to COVID. Maybe we'll have a chance to talk about that. But um, the listeners need to know that I've renamed COVID. COV stands for Copper's Vanished and Iron's Dysregulated. So that's really what it stands for. But um, I mentioned to Paul that he probably should take one capsule, which would be about two milligrams of copper bisglycinate, along with some desiccated beef liver and spirulina and some turmeric. So I get his blood work from January because we're going to have a consult in the beginning of February. And his, and his copper is over 200. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what what's going on? 
So the the appointed day came and um, Paul's on there again. You got a picture. He's 87 years old, but he's full of vim and vigor. And I said, you know, Paul, I couldn't help but notice that your copper was a little bit elevated. He goes, I know, isn't that exciting? He was just like full of himself. I said, and what have you noticed? He said, well, Morley, you told me two things. You told me I was in charge. And you said, take one capsule. Well, I decided to take six. I went, wow, okay. So that was 12 milligrams of copper daily. Wow. wow. <laughs> I said, what have you noticed? I was trying to keep it really upbeat and neutral. I said, what have you noticed? He leans into the camera and says, well, Morley, all my energy issues, all my sleep issues, all my memory issues, and all my muscle issues are gone. Sure. He said, that's just with eight weeks of supplementation. And I went, wow. That was, that was a wow for me. Wow. So I think what people don't realize is just how important and how central copper is to our overall physiology. Um, another, I was just talking to a colleague um, just literally an hour ago. <laughs> you, want, you want real time information, don't you? Yeah. Um, and this is a client I've had for a number of years. And I, I knew there was always something uh, holding her back, but I, I was never able to isolate it. And in, in our world, uh, within the root cause protocol, the the power of emotional unrest is really what blocks healing. Mm. And, and when I started this work back in 2010, I didn't even know what that meant. But now, as soon as I'm talking to someone who's struggling with their recovery, there are only two questions I ask. Have you dumped any iron? And have you dumped your fears? And long story short, um, this particular client uh, was actually working with a um, a colleague of ours who's been through my training. But both the client and this other colleague have been through the training. And she works with biomagnetism. And uh, it's a kind of a distant cousin to uh, um, Chinese acupuncture. But um, what this individual had honed in on was an emotional event and it turns out it took place when this person was 16. And, and it was a very traumatizing event that she had never come to terms with. And this colleague of ours was able to bring her into a space where she could confront the issue and work through it, both with the biomagnetism, but also the root cause protocol, providing the magnesium and the copper, trying to get rid of the iron, and she she was just euphoric today. I've, I've never heard her so um, excited, but it was the, the energy in her voice was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. And we've been working together for almost four years. So I can't I can't take credit for that. But the but the principles and the philosophy was the underlying factor. And um, a colleague of ours uh, really was able to break through this emotional issue. And what people need to understand is that when we have emotional unrest, when we have emotional garbage that we haven't released, we become a magnet for iron. And I, and, and what, what those emotional issues turn into is fear. And we spell it differently. It's F-E hyphen A-R. And what that stands for is iron attracts rust. And the, the, the unresolved emotional issues becomes this blocking factor for metabolic recovery because the iron is creating oxidative stress, which is destabilizing the cells. They can't make energy. <clears throat> As the energy is dropping, pathogens come in because they're opportunistic, and then you're in metabolic jail. So those are two uh, reasonably recent uh, examples of what this is all about. But I mean, it pertains to energy depletion, it pertains to autoimmune, it pertains to cancer, any chronic disease, cardiovascular event, neurodegenerative condition. You've got to look at those three minerals. Now, I've known a lot about iron, obviously, TCM, and been watching that and looking that. And Leland Stillman, who's been on the show twice, has just been speaking to me about that, and magnesium as well. 
but copper is something that we haven't really focused on and that's where i want you on the show but so let's talk about how to measure copper uh, you know and we can talk about magnesium looking at red cell magnesium versus serum magnesium what your view is on that how does one you know get the full scope of how much copper you've got yeah so I, i'm going to answer your question but let me create a context for it we're on a planet that has 21 percent poison in the air it's called oxygen and we can't live without it right but we can't age without it either and <clears throat> oxygen is a very it's the second most reactive element on the planet after fluorine gas and it has a very powerful relationship with iron you know what what's the source of heat it's iron you know what's the source of chi copper right so um What's important to understand is that um, there's only one element on planet Earth that can neutralize and regulate both oxygen and iron, and that's copper. Hmm. And it goes back to the beginning of time. There's something called the Great Oxygen Event billions of years ago. And long story short, copper saved the day because of its unique ability to regulate oxygen and iron. Not a lot of people know about that. Yeah. And this is a this is a very notable um, topic with the astrobiologists, how they figured all this out. I think it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. But but the point is copper is very important, but it isn't just copper. It's is the copper usable? Is it bioavailable? And just so people can connect the dots, um, when copper is not properly bioavailable or it's missing in the diet as it is in, in the modern era if copper's not in the game iron rises in the liver well there's your source of heat right there and inflammation begins to take over and how do we spell inflammation h2o2 oxygen needs to be turned into two molecules of water that's two h2o but if there isn't adequate copper it becomes H2O2. And then we have piss poor energy production and all, all the uh, ensuing downstream activities you certainly well know about. But the important thing is if copper is down, iron is up. As soon as iron is up, it's causing magnesium loss. And when magnesium is in a deficit state, calcium begins to accumulate in the tissue. And they're all tied together in little seesaws. And what's important for people to know is that under acute stress, we lose magnesium, goes right into the toilet. But under chronic stress, cortisol kicks in and it starts to bind up the copper. And it, what cortisol does is it increases a key protein called metallothionine four to five fold. And what does metallothionine do? It just binds up copper a thousand times stronger than it binds up zinc. So we effectively, under chronic stress, take copper out of the game. We can't make energy. And the body's not being demonic. The body's saying, you can't seem to handle your stress, so I'm taking you out. And what's the significance of all that? Well, the world has been under chronic stress since February of 2020. And people don't realize the price we paid. And that's why copper has vanished. And because copper has vanished, iron is dysregulated. Now, to measure copper, back to your question, you probably wondered, did you forget the question? Yeah. But uh, copper, um, you can measure it in the hair. I don't think it's a particularly accurate way to measure copper. The metals in the hair, um, and what we're seeing is the plus two state. Well, copper has three valences. Zinc only has one. That's why it always expresses best in a hair test. Uh, iron can have up to six valences, and manganese has five or six. So it's just what happens. The first thing they do with a hair test is they snip up the hair, and then they burn it. So they oxidize the, the hair, and the metals get frozen in a plus-two state. So it's just like we're getting a, we're getting a distorted uh, view of those metals. So that, that's why I turn to blood. It's not perfect, but it's it, it's a nice complement to the hair. 
And in the blood test, <clears throat> what we're looking for is serum copper and serum ceruloplasmin. It's a very important copper protein that was discovered by two Swedish physiologists in 1948, Holmberg and Laurel. And they thought they had discovered the Holy Grail. And they had. And Big Pharma has been demonizing it ever since. Uh, what people don't, most people have never heard of that protein. Mm. Certainly, doctors only know that protein for one question on their boards because they always ask about Wilson's disease and ceruloplasm. Once they answer that question, forget that. Don't need that anymore. And it's really the, it's the master antioxidant protein, protein in the body. So the master antioxidant uh, enzyme or protein in the mitochondria is called melatonin. It goes back to the great oxygen event. Uh, the master antioxidant uh, in the cell is called glutathione. Can't make it without copper. And the master antioxidant in the body and in the blood is called ceruloplasmin. And if you want to be really fair about it, it, it's a transformer and it can do about 20 different enzyme functions. Yeah. And that's what unsettles mainstream medicine is that their model is one gene, one protein. That's it. One gene, one protein, one function. Ceruloplasmin is one gene. Ceruloplasmin is one protein. It's 20 functions. Sure. And so depending upon what's going on inside the body, the body can adapt. Now to measure it, um, you want 100 units. It's, these are US units. You know? And I know that 95% of the world is non-US. <laughs> Maybe it's even 98%. Yeah. But, but I think in US units, my apologies, but it's about 100 units of copper and it's 30 units of ceruloplasmin are what are needed. Now, what's interesting, Steve, is that when you go to Australia, when it gets below 20 units, they consider that a severe deficit of ceruloplasmin. Here in the States, it, it doesn't kick in until you get below 14. Hmm. So they're, they're playing games with us in terms of, and I don't know what it is in Europe, but I know it's, it's probably more akin to the Australian measure. But but there's a relationship between copper and ceruloplasmin. And if you have 130, the ratio is 3.33. And as soon as that number goes up, you know that person's dealing with inflammation. And what I've come to realize is that that number is actually logarithmic. So an earthquake of 3.33 is very different than an earthquake of 4.33. Yeah. Tenfold difference. Most of my clients are between 4.2 and 5. And so they're for between 10 and 100-fold difference of what it should be. And it's a very unsettling moment. And, and now what I'm beginning to piece together is the role that uric acid plays in all of this. And as soon as you say the phrase uric acid, Everyone goes to gout. Yeah. So picture Mount Everest being hyperuricemia by uric acid. The top one inch of Mount Everest is gout. Yeah. All the rest of the mountain is called metabolic syndrome. And hype and hype high uric acid is playing in all of that chaos, whether it's heart disease, kidney disease, cancer. PCOS, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, uh, you name the condition, and I can get you back to the nexus of <clears throat> copper, iron, and uric acid. Sure. So the uric acid, is that a downstream effect of having an imbalance between copper, magnesium, and iron? Is that something that's showing up now because they are dysregulated? Absolutely. Yeah, and I I was kind of blind to it. I mean, I knew knew of it, but I'm I've been going into an intensive deep dive, and it's it's um, almost mind blowing. Sure, how big how big this topic is, and most people 
again, they just don't think of uric acid. Think of it this way. You making ATP, making energy, and making uric acid ride on a seesaw. Mm. Yeah. And as soon as one's down, the other's rising. Yeah. So as soon as energy production is faltering, uric acid is rising. It's a natural byproduct of the breakdown of ATP into ADP into AMP into IMP, and it gets into um, xanthine, uh, hypoxanthine, then xanthine, then uric acid. Well, we did have Dr. David Pilmatsan since I've uh, been following his work on drop acid and the uric acid diet. We've been focusing more on that with our clients, and it's been quite astonishing to to see how many people have high uric acid, which uh, we're working on. But I think there's three, you know, just as copper going back to it, is how many sort of milligrams, because uh, there's these multi-minerals out there. I look at myself, you know, exercising seven days a week. I'm a long-distance runner. Mm-hmm. I sauna six days a week. I know you lose a lot of copper with sauna, infrared sauna. I'm a big fan. You know, let me just put a little bit of pre, preamble. In 25 years, I'm finishing 25 years of practice, never missed a single day's work to any sickness or ill health. You know, run over 40,000 kilometers in the last 28 years. I got the delta of COVID. It lasted one single day, you know, on a Saturday. That was it, done. So that's my history of sort of really looking at functional medicine and Chinese medicine. So give us a little bit of a view because I think if you, you know, take anything and people don't realize the Goldilocks effects, if they're going to take a lot of copper, they're going to take, you know, let's not even talk about iron, but even, um, you know, magnesium. It's got to be at the correct dosage, and that's why I think from a functional medicine point of view, it's it's really important to know the numbers if people are listening in terms of how much they should be taking of copper. Magnesium is easy. Five milligrams per pound body weight, 10 milligrams per kilo. That's very easy. And if you're going into a, a stress storm, in, increase it 10 to 20%. That's, that's easy peasy. Um, I think iron is also really easy. Don't ever take an iron supplement. Don't ever engage in iron infusions. To me, it is the most poisonous act on this planet. And I take the very uh, strident stance. Some of your listeners are probably going to pass out when they hear it. There is no such thing as iron deficiency anemia. It does not exist on planet Earth. What does exist is low iron in the blood that is masking high iron in the tissue. And the research that people need to be familiar with is by uh, Bruce Ames from 2004. He did a very important study uh, looking at iron status in the blood versus in the tissue. And what he discovered is that iron in the tissue can be 10 times higher than iron in the blood. And, And why is iron stuck in the tissue? Because there's a little iron doorway in the recycling macrophages. Uh, and they really are called that, recycling macrophage. And the doorway is called ferro-horton iron doorway. And it requires a copper doorman to open it up. And if copper is not present, <clears throat> no can do. And the, the modern literature loves to tell you about hepcidin. Oh, that's the iron hormone regulating the, the iron metabolism. And if you believe that, I've got both a used bridge and a used BMW I'd love to sell you because it's an absolute lie. Copper is the general. Iron is the foot soldier. And so as it relates to copper, I think we are in an evolving age of of understanding. Um, When you go back into the literature in the 1930s, 1940s, uh, people were typically getting three to four milligrams of copper in their diet every day. And if they needed to um, recover, it was not unusual to give people a bolus of 10 milligrams of copper. That's unheard of today. Now, you know, here in the States, the NIH uh, upper tolerable limit is considered 12 milligrams. That's still pretty high. But the, but the RDA here in the States, and I think pretty much worldwide, is nine-tenths of one milligram. Oh, that's a joke. Sure. It's an absolute joke. And, and what people need to do is uh, study the uh, application of glyphosate worldwide 
and you'll see maps that show uh, gradations from green to brown. The browner it is, the more glyphosate that's being used. And the more glyphosate that's being used, the less copper that's available. Hmm. And what people don't know, or most people don't know, I shouldn't be presumptuous, maybe you know this, but most people don't know that <clears throat> glyphosate chelates minerals on a logarithmic scale. Yeah. Wow. And it, and it chelates magnesium at a three, and it chelates copper at a 12. Sure. So what does that mean? It means that glyphosate chelates copper a billion times faster than it chelates magnesium. There is a difference. And my take of glyphosate is it was designed for one reason only. Take copper out of the equation. And when you don't have copper in the soil, can't get into the plant, can't get into the animal, can't get into the human, well, suddenly we, we start to have a whole series of enzymes that don't work. So if, if Joseph Prohaska were here, famous copper researcher, he wrote a very important article in 2011 telling us that there, there's only nine copper enzymes in the human body. And we believe that, right? <laughs> well, I came across a study a couple of weeks ago by a famous botanist who identified that there's 300 copper enzymes in the plant world. Wow. Last time I checked, and I see a number of plants in your in your lobby. That's very nice. But the last time I checked, I think humans are more evolved than plants. So I'm guessing it's probably closer to thousands of enzymes, yeah. and this has all been suppressed. Again, the meme, what's the meme that runs medicine? You're anemic, you're copper toxic. And it's like, it's so indelibly imprinted in our brain, and... It's just the opposite, Steve. It's 180 degrees wow. from that statement. So can you give us some type of view? I mean, unless everybody should be doing an analysis of copper, but obviously children, you know, that starts affecting their development. And that's, we're just talking about the general here, but and adults and females and those that exercise and that those that don't. I, I know with magnesium, you know, I take significant amounts of magnesium just because of how much I sweat and how much I exercise and just living in a city like Johannesburg. But Give us sort yep. of what people should be taking from a copper perspective. And should everybody be doing a copper analysis, you know, getting their numbers? Well, it's interesting. Um, I mean, the, the book that I wrote is called Cure Your Fatigue. And people are supposed to be impressed with my wit because I put a box around the CU, which is a symbol for copper. Mm. And... <clears throat> Um, all, all conditions, it doesn't matter. There's 32,000 conditions in the Merck manual. All 32,000 start with cellular energy efficiency. Every one of them. And, and they will affect different pathways and different tissue. But once the mitochondria start to power down, there's a downstream effect. People need to know that there's 40 quadrillion mitochondria in our body. That there's the average cell is 500 milli mitochondria, 500. So people are thinking, well, I remember my uh, biology text in high school. It was like one or two mitochondria. Well, they didn't know that that was drawn by Walt Disney, and that the average liver cell has 2,000 mitochondria, kidney cell 4,000, heart cell 10,000. Mature egg in a woman's body, 600,000 mitochondria. Yeah. And there are certain brain regions, like the substantia nigra, has 2 million mitochondria. Wow. Well, so when you know, again, the, the key phrase is missing information equals missing truth. Once you know those types of numbers, and then you find out about Paul Cobine's research in 2004 and 2006, that there's 50,000 atoms of copper in each mitochondria. Oh, wow. okay. So, so now we've just changed the game. And again, we're talking about atoms. We're not talking about milligrams, but it's still, these are big numbers that start to accumulate. And people, that that whole paradigm is not understood. There's, there's only two paradigms of healing, as you know. There's attack the guest, and there's strengthen the host. Well, TCM is all about strengthening the host. That's That's been its gift for, what, 4,000 years or more? You know, what, what do the Chinese know? I mean, really. But, 
but but the thing is, I've turned that phrase, attack the guests, uh, strengthen the host, into ignore the enemies, ignite the energy. And I think it's important for people to realize that energy is what drives our immune system. Energy is what drives our response to our environment. And if we can't mobilize energy to stress, that's where all the problems are. And it was Mark Hyman who said it best. Stress is the body's inability to make energy for the mind to respond to its environment. And there's nothing more stressful, Steve, than, the, than not being able to turn oxygen into water to release the energy molecules. And that's that's what that's the obligate transaction that has to take place. And and it's it's happening in complex four of the mitochondria. And it's copper driven. There's three copper atoms in complex four. And nobody knows that it's a two-stroke engine, and the downstroke creates hydrogen peroxide, and the upstroke is what creates two molecules of water. Well, wow, maybe that's where all the problem is, right? Mm -hmm. And so in terms of starting a starting point for people, I think the people who are following you want to feel better. They want to have more energy and deal with their stress. Well, in order to do that, I think it would be smart to know what their mineral status is. And, you know, I, I cobbled together markers called the Full Monty Iron Panel. And it's just a great way for people to begin to understand the, the macro uh, direction of their minerals, especially um, magnesium and copper, and iron, and uh, zinc. Uh, and, and just a quick comment, people who, who believe that, that the zinc-copper ratio has validity, you need to think about that again, because they have no validity to each other. The, the, all the great scientists and clinicians back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s were studying copper and iron. Zinc wasn't even on the radar screen. Uh, that's just all a modern um, head fake. So, um, I think the, the protocol that, that I've developed, the root cause protocol, is just a very basic stop doing this, start doing this. It gives gives people a very clean uh, game plan. And then you get into the actual uh, dosing. I usually start like I did with Paul, start with one. What I was going to recommend to Paul, independent of his brazen uh, actions on his part, which I absolutely loved, um, I was going to encourage him to take two to three. And I would encourage people um, to experiment, be curious, and got to spell the word right, C-U hyphen R-I-O-U-S, so we can see the symbol for copper. And the thing is, we've been so conditioned to be afraid of copper, and it's deep, it's been longstanding, but what people also need to know is that copper has been the number one nutrient deficiency on the farm for two generations. Wow. That's a big deal. And, and if it's not on the farm, then it's not in the produce, the animals, or the humans. Hi, I'm Made to Thrive Nation. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. If you haven't already, please rate and review the show as this helps me get this cutting edge health info into more people's minds and hearts. Also, I'm building a radical health community on Instagram and LinkedIn, so I would so appreciate your support and send me a DM with any feedback or advice. My handle is Steve Stavs. Thanks again, and now back to the show. Okay, wow, profound. So two to three milligrams on average. Be curious and have a look at your numbers if you are got any chronic conditions or any symptoms. For children, do you recommend uh, copper? Yeah, I, I think it's it depends on the, the situation. See, there's an important download of copper that, again, most people don't know about. Um, in you and I, as adults, have livers that have about seven milligrams of copper. We our body has a hundred milligrams, give or take a few. You, you're obviously more intensely uh, active than I am, and I commend you for that. Um, there was a time period when I was very active, and I think about the, the, the mineral burn rate during those like seven years. But um, in any event, 100 milligrams in the body, seven in the liver, 
And when you and I were born, assuming we were born to healthy moms, that's a stretch for me, but I don't know about you, but our moms downloaded 70 milligrams of copper into our liver. And that copper, coupled with the breastfeeding, which is a huge download of retinol, forms the backbone of the immune system for the first two years of life. Well, my mom was a smoker and an alcoholic, and she didn't breastfeed me. And I'm just happy to be here, to be quite honest. <laughs> and, and so the thing is, um, there's a tremendous compromise in humanity today because obstetricians are trained to focus on two things, iron and vitamin D. Guess what the opposites are? Copper and vitamin A. Doctors don't, birthing practitioners never measure magnesium, never measure copper, never measure retinol. And when you get into the bowels of the research, Steve, what you'll find is those three nutrients dictate the viability and the intelligence of the offspring. It's not, it's not iron and it is not vitamin D. I can assure you of that. And there is such a mindset now, must take iron, must take vitamin D, cannot think about anything else. That's all. I mean, this is what's happening to humanity. And they don't realize they're playing with them. Sure. And and this obsession with, I call it dementia. You know, I need more vitamin D. You know, oh my, oh, I'm anemic. And it's it's really tragic. And they don't realize that we've we've turned a corner. Um have, have you read the book 1984? Yeah. Okay. So do you know when it was published? What year it was published? <laughs> it was published in 1948. Wow. So when you so again, it's an inverse, right? Yeah. So when you subtract 48 from 84, what do you get? 36. When you add 36 to 1984, what do you get? 2020. Wow. That book was introducing us to the totalitarian state that is being rolled out worldwide as we speak. Cool. And, and, and people need to realize that it's that real and that the importance of that book was what is black is white. What is white is black. And citizens are enemies of the state. And they were just being nice to tell us what's, what's coming. But most people don't realize it. And, you know, we've, we've got to be realistic about it. I'm looking outside the, my, my picture window in the kitchen. It, it, that's a video game. It's not real. This is, not, I mean, the, the, the Matrix is not a movie. It's a documentary, right? We know that. But, but in the temporal world that we find ourselves in, we're, all we can do is help each other. Yeah. And that's what, that's what this conversation is Absolutely. about. You want to introduce your followers to new information that helps them to deal with their stress and empower their innate immune system to to you know have a have vitality have a have a viable and productive life that's really what it comes down to and the system is so stacked against us it's frightening and what i figured out just in the last couple of days is that in 1953 somebody figured out how key hormones are activated in our body and i thought it was when I first started this work 10 years ago around this particular enzyme, I thought it was 12 hormones. Then I learned that it was, no, it's 43. Then I learned more recently, no, it's over 70. And I found a uh, source today, this morning, just about three hours ago. Uh, it's 279 wow. hormones, 279 that that they figured out back in 1953 how to synthetically activate these things. And it requires copper. You knew that was coming. <laughs> copper, you know, you 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 know what this is, right? Yeah, it's a battery. It's a, it's a battery, right? It's a copper top battery, right? That's what it's called here in the States, copper top battery. And and the enzyme I'm talking about 
requires two batteries. And in a, in a post-high fructose corn syrup, post-glyphosate, post-COVID world, people don't have those batteries. And the doctor comes screeching in with this synthetic hormone. I'm here for you. One of those hormones, which I think you'll appreciate, you've heard of insulin, right? <laughs> you've heard of it, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, it doesn't work until it's activated. You've probably heard of erythropoietin. Yeah. Interferon A. Yeah. Um, cholecystokinin. Glucagon. I mean, we're talking about we're talking about 279 hormones, neuropeptides that run and regulate the body, and and they don't work until they get pissed by this battery, and it's like, OMG. And and like, how many people know this? There are probably five scientists on the planet. Wow. And now your followers, of course, because this, this is not taught in doctor school. If, if a doctor knew what the what the real issue was, he wouldn't be writing prescriptions, would he? Yeah. Or she. And so it's like, and the, the part that's hard for your listeners is like, well, no, I, I know cop is toxic. And what, what I would encourage people to know is that Behind me is a triangle, right? And it comes to a point. Well, guess what's up at the point? It's copper. It's a hierarchy. Minerals have a hierarchy. And copper is at the very apex because it regulates oxygen, regulates iron, and runs the show. And it's like, and it's a perfect foil to tell people you're anemic and you're copper toxic. Because when people take iron, they don't realize they're killing their copper metabolism. And when the copper metabolism goes south, they don't know that this enzyme that's activating 279 hormones stops working, and then they don't feel right. And so it begs the question, what is insulin resistance? Is it, is it, oh, you could you could you can find but you could find a thousand articles if you really applied yourself in the next hour you could find a thousand articles explaining what insulin resistance is except one the, the pro hormone did not kiss get kissed by the enzyme to turn it on sure well Molly, i'm <laughs> learning a lot and i've been doing functional medicine for a while i mean this is not even in functional medicine circles or traditional no. functional medicine circles so going to no. do a deep dive hopefully with you along the next journey you know practice sure. for so long and hundreds of thousands of patients that i've treated and doing functional medicine on a daily basis but so copper we're going to be looking at making sure that probably almost everybody in this sort of glyphosate depleted world had stephanie Seneff on the show had zach bush mm -hmm. on the show having a look at what glyphosate's doing and number south africa's number one on the usage of glyphosate in the world oh, i didn't know America. that yeah. No yeah. way. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah, so, that's, yeah. that's devastating. Yeah. That's devastating. So it was uh, uh, Zach Bush and uh, Joel Salatin who came up with that. So, you know, that's where we at. Let's talk about ferritin. Uh, I know we've done a lot of deep dives, but I've seen, and this is just anecdotal having been in the industry for so long. Some people come in and they've got a ferritin level of seven, feeling exhausted, mm -hmm. tired. They, you give them iron, they feel better three months later. They're like, dark, I'm feeling energized. And, you know, it's obviously maybe related to the general copper, not knowing that, but tell us that sort of relationship. If someone comes with a very low ferritin, I mean, I've been keeping traditionally, you know, females at 60 to 80 in their levels. My levels are about 65, 70 in terms of ferritin. I'm, I'm learning a lot here and, and that's the honest truth. And, and that's just mm -hmm. curious, you know, and someone like uh, Leland Stillman, who put me on mm -hmm. to you, listen to Joe McCola, as I've said, but Let's look at ferritin levels, especially in females, um, you know, once they're menstruating, some of them are very, very low and they feel much better when they get iron. That's anecdotally, but there's probably another reason that you can explain mm -hmm. to us. So give us that sort of like rundown. So, so we've been talking for 35 minutes. Uh, every second of every day, we have to replace two and a half million red blood cells. So 35 times 60 times two and a half million. Yeah. It's a big number. And it's in the course of 24 hours, Steve, it's 2 trillion red blood cells that need to be replaced. Big number every day. Huge. Now, what, what may surprise you is that it, typical adult 
is supposed to have about 5,000 milligrams of iron. Women might have a little less. Men might have a little bit more. But let's, let's choose 5,000 as a round number. To support replacing 2 trillion red blood cells, you need 25 milligrams of iron. It's 0.5 of a percent, of a hundredth of a percent of the, the total that we carry. Wow. Now, here's what will, that might surprise you, what will shock you <laughs> is that 24 of those 25 milligrams come from what's called a recycling program. Technically, it's called the reticuloendothelial system. It took me two years to figure out that that meant recycle. Uh, very, very well obscured in the, in the literature. And so um, 24 of 25 milligrams coming from a recycling, now they have the copper doorman, the, the erythro, or excuse me, the ferro port and doorway opens in the presence of the ferrooxidase enzyme, one of the most important enzymes in planet Earth. And it comes by way of either ceruloplasmin, which we talked about before, or its cousin called aphestin. And there's a third cousin called zyclopen, that you've probably never heard of. And that's very important in the placenta. And it turns out that all three of these oxidases expressed in the placenta. Wow. Three most important multi-copper oxidases on planet Earth. They're all expressing in the placenta and the doctor never measures copper. Fascinating. So um, the, the issue is getting people to realize that it's copper running the show. You cannot make heme, you cannot make hemoglobin, and you cannot make red blood cells without copper. Not my idea. A guy named Bruce Ames wrote a very important article in 2005. Um, again, at, at his peak, he was a, he's still, still alive. He was a very prestigious uh, professor at UCLA, excuse me, UC Berkeley. And at, at the peak of his career, he was the most quoted scientist on planet Earth. Wow. So when, so when Bruce Ames says, you know, you can't you can't do this iron thing without copper, it's like maybe we should listen to that. No, that, that was E.F. Hutton speaking. Mm. And so that's not taught in doctor school. Doctors are taught you are anemic, you are copper toxic, and never the train shall meet. And when I'm presented with it's the bookends of ferritin that'll kill you, right? And so um, what got me on this journey, particularly around iron, was my wife, who just who just left to go run an errand. Um, this was back in 2016. She said, you know, you're talking to a lot of your clients about their blood work. Have you done yours yet? I'm like, oh, that's a great idea. So I ran out and did my blood work. I wanted to find out that my ferritin was 237. Wow. And yeah, wow. And and then I went to, to donate blood, and my hemoglobin was 18.2. Good thing I was wearing brown pants that day. Wow. Because the, the phlebotomist said, you know, two more clicks and we couldn't do the donation. And that's what really got me started to um, understand this. Long, 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 long story short, uric acid increases things like ferritin and hemoglobin and other blood markers, but maybe that's in a future conversation. Yeah, sure. But the thing is, the low ferritin is another head fake, Steve. So I like to see ferritin between 20 and 50, closer to 20. And what really owned my understanding of this issue was I had a conversation with Douglas Kell, who's a world-renowned iron biologist at the University of Manchester. This goes back four years ago. We were doing a Skype call. And very affable guy, about my age, wall of books behind him. I mean, the guy's just brilliant. And I said, Dr. Kell, I, I, I really want to know, what's the ideal ferritin for a human being? <laughs> he goes, zero? I went, excuse me? <laughs> And he said, he said, Morley, rising ferritin in the blood is not a sign of iron vitality. It is a sign of organ pathophysiology. 
Sure. Said, do you understand what I just said? I said, yes, sir, I do. So what's been a conundrum for me for easily six years was the low ferritin. Because people come back and say, oh, I feel better, you know. Well, the low ferritin relates to the spleen. The high ferritin relates to the liver. So high ferritin is a copper deficiency in the liver. Low ferritin is copper deficiency in the spleen. And so it's a very different world out there when you know that. And um, a very important study was done in, in 1978 by Robert Hodges. It was a three and a half year study working with iron and retinol and beta carotene because he really wanted to see with human subjects what happens. And to your point, uh, they, they were withholding vitamin A and uh, retinol, uh, beta carotene from their diet and the hemoglobin just started to collapse. I mean, it went down really, really low. And then there's, there's a point in time where they gave clinical iron and, the, and as you would expect, the hemoglobin spiked up. And for six weeks, it was up and then it comes back down. And then they did something that no one had ever done before. This is 1978, Robert Hodges. Uh, he feeds them vitamin A. And the hemoglobin takes off like a rocket. Now, what people don't know is that the gene that makes transferrin is activated by retinol. That's a big deal. What most people don't know is that the copper pumps, ATP7A, it's called the Menke's gene, and ATP7B, a Wilson's gene, they love to polarize these into disease states, but ATP7A and 7B, uh, they, these are the copper pumps that are putting copper into the enzymes. ATP7A, excuse me, ATP7B is ceruloplasmin. ATP7A is everything else. <laughs> not that those pumps are very important, right? And so those pumps do not work if they don't have retinol. And so when he starts to put retinol back into their diet, <clears throat> transferrin is being made, ceruloplasm is being made, and the regulation of iron is beginning to take off again. And it's a very dramatic um figure when you see the, the actual study. And I've I've worked with it for years to educate my students about, you know, here's the narrative, here's the truth. And the the idea that people feel better is um I think it is anecdotal. You could probably give them sugar water and they'd probably say they feel better. But but what's tragic is uh, most people don't know better. Yeah. I've had two clients one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, a week before they delivered their babies, were told they were anemic because their ferritin was low. They both got iron infusions. They both almost died, and the babies almost died. Wow. And it's time for this insanity mm -hmm. to stop. Mm -hmm. And again, it's all about generals and foot soldiers. Yeah. yeah. And it's really, it's important to understand it. And, and when you're doing... When you're working with your needles, what metal are, you, are those needles made of? Copper handle and then a stainless steel shaft. Stainless steel, right? Yeah. And what's steel made out of? Iron. Did you know they're copper needles? Yes. Yeah. And you should start working with them. They'd be far better. Yeah. And the, the meridians, guess what they run on? Copper. Copper. Wow. Yeah, there's, a, there's a German acupuncturist who's begins he's really been studying this for a long time and so i i've had um acupuncturists go through my training but back this goes back um probably three or four years ago there were four that came through and the ringleader very talented uh, uh chinese doctor she did a presentation to, to do a crosswalk between traditional chinese medicine and the root cause protocol and what, what became very clear was what I alluded to at the beginning of the conversation is that iron is the heat 
and copper is the chi. And so it just it, it begins to simplify the model. And I think what a lot of practitioners find is that Mother Nature has thought this through a long time ago. And for whatever reason, copper has this unknown but vaulted role in our body to there, there's only a few things that copper does, just to give give your followers a, a sensible order. What does copper do? It creates energy, clears exhaust. It catalyzes enzymes. Now we know there's over 270. And it's just like, oh, wow. It um, combats all enemies. Any pathogen in the face of copper dies. But, it, but there's more. It connects everything. All the connective tissue in the body is made possible through one enzyme called lysyl oxidase. Whether we're talking about um ligaments tendons arteries blood vessels all the connective tissue it needs to be it needs to have integrity and what is integrity made out of collagen and elastin and lysooxidase knits them together wow. and then there's one more it colors everything all the all of the colors inside our body from yellow to black is courtesy of melanin, which is courtesy of tyrosinase. And what we're told is, oh yeah, your your eye color, your hair color, your skin color. It's that it's that melanin thing. <laughs> melanin is like it's an oh my god moment yeah. in terms of what what its job is, and the, all the colors are courtesy of copper and how it activates tyrosinase. So it, it's important for people to know that uh, we've been schnookered and uh, there's no other way to, to describe it. And and I think we're entering an era of um, of being much more aware yeah. of, of how the body really works and, and realizing that it, see, the thing is that most schools of, of um, doctor training want you to believe that there's hundreds of of problems and you need to learn all these others. Mm. My approach is, well, let's start with the energy. Yeah. Let's focus on the energy. Let's focus on these key enzymes. And then let's get out of the way because the body really knows what to do. Once it has energy, sort coursing through its uh, tissue. Brilliant. Well, that's an incredible ending in terms of how important energy is. And I've got so many questions about fibrinogen. I've got so many questions about GGT, which I'm seeing. You know, we're just doing thousands of labs across and just seeing what's happening to these liver enzymes. I, I do want to talk about that. I want to talk about magnesium as well. But I think there's going to be so many questions for part two. Uh, <laughs> root cause protocol is something that people can tap into. So where can people find you, Morley, and how can they tap into your training? Well, you can you can come to Chapel Hill, North Carolina. <laughs> But um, online, uh, rcp123.org, uh, there's social media sites, there's the Magnesium Advocacy Group and the um, Root Cause page. Mm. Uh, people interested in the book, just go to your local online bookseller. It's, it's in physical, ebook, and audible. Uh, well, I would encourage people, not, not to encourage you to spend more money, but... Mm. You really want to learn this? Get the physical book and listen to me narrate. And it's 14 hours of blah, blah, blah. I get that. That'll that'll put you to sleep. But it really fuses the learning process. And the front half of the book is what's the problem? The second half is how do we solve it? And um, look forward to our continued uh, discussions. Definitely going to be doing that, getting the book and uh, going through it. So I just want to declare favor and blessing upon you, Molly Robbins. Thank you for your courage. Thank you, thank you for your calling. Thank you for your unwavering, just, you know, dedication to speaking truth. I've learned a lot. I know my patients are going to be beneficiaries of this. My clients are, and, you know, we're growing nicely in the last 24 years. So thank you so much. And I, and I really look forward to part two because I'm going to have a host of questions coming through. No, I look forward to it. And, and at some point, what would be really exciting, Steve, is, is to have you do what's called the Full Monty Iron Panel, and we can take your followers through it. And I can, you know, you're you're a very fit individual, 
<clears throat> I think it'd be really fascinating to see what's the reflection of all of that work in your minerals and how balanced they might be, just so people know, you know, how does all this tie together? So it's really very um, revealing for the folks to see that. Well, I'll reach out. I'm going to go and do some hard work over the next three, four weeks with that copper because it's something very new in my world. And so uh, we've got to keep learning, keep growing, and, and our patients become sort of the beneficiaries of our ongoing learning. So thank you so much and, and look forward to connecting soon. Look forward to it. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Made to Thrive show. New episodes are released weekly and are published exclusively on the Made to Thrive podcast link. If you're interested in receiving more thriving insights as well as receiving other exclusive member benefits, visit madetothrive.co.za forward slash subscribe. This podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information and the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. The content on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis or treatment. Users should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and they should seek the assistance of healthcare professionals for any such conditions. Thank you.